Welcome to the Athletes Mindset Academy podcast, where we help gymnastics coaches and parents develop happy, healthy athletes who know how to win. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, this is Coach Stacy. I'm here with Coach Allie and Coach Amy. And this month we are talking about believing new things. Really, I feel like this is the signature, this is our like our trademark thing. This is the thing that we teach that is so different than most mindset training I've ever been a part of. Because we've all heard so often like thought swapping, like you need to, to swap out your thought from a negative one to a positive one, or just believe positive things or affirmations. And those that work is always helpful. But where I hear people getting stuck is, I can't make myself believe the new thought. I think the new thought and I just, I still feel awful when I think it because I don't actually believe it. And we actually think that when you do that, it kind of takes you backwards, not forwards, right? Like that when you're, when you're trying to think a new thought and you're like, I've got this, but you don't feel like you've got this, then you actually like do even worse. (laughs) Um, So one of the things that we teach is step-by-step how to believe a new thought. And so we're going to spend the whole month on this, um, step-by-step how to believe a new thought. So first off, we just want to talk about how to find that new thought. And I want to review something we haven't reviewed in a little while, but that's the thought model. And the reason that believing a new thought is so important um, is because of this thought model. So the, the first part of your, for those of you, well, I'm, I guess this is a podcast. I won't write it down, but uh, <laughs> I was going to bring up my handy dandy little whiteboard that I use for all my coaching sessions with my kids. Um, but the first thing is your circumstance. It's just whatever is happening. And then the second part is the thought that you think about your circumstance. And when you think that thought, it creates a feeling in you because your brain releases a little chemical concoction down into your body to prepare your body to act on whatever your brain is thinking. And we call, and it creates a vibration in our body. And in our language, we call that vibration an emotion. So you have a feeling or an emotion based on this thought that you're thinking. And then when you have that emotion, it fuels the actions that you take which gives you a result. So the reason that thinking something new is so powerful isn't because somehow it magically then creates a new result just because you thought something new. The reason it's so powerful is because when you think something new, you feel something new. Mm -hmm. When you feel something new, you take new actions fueled by that feeling. And when you take those new actions, then you get a different result. And so believing something new is the key to getting that new result. And yet getting from that old original model to this new model that you want to be doing, that's the part that feels so difficult for most people. Mm-hmm. So Stacey, I feel like we should give an example quick of what that looks like. Cause it all sounds amazing. Right. And then you're it. like, give what's the difference? <laughs> okay. Um, well, I feel like beams a super easy one, especially for all of you coaches, because, um, that's a pretty common one where we see girls nailing their skills on the low beam. And then you ask them to move it up to a high beam. And they look at you like you're the craziest human being on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) 
And you're like, well, it's the same thing. It's just like the high beam. It's still four inches wide. It still doesn't move while you're doing gymnastics. Right. And we like come up with all these reasons of like why it's exactly the same and that your athletes like sitting over here, but it's not the same because if I miss on this beam, then I am going to split it or I'm going to die or I'm going <laughs> to right. And they come up with all these reasons. And that's why, um, I love when Stacy was saying like, if they try and say I've got this and they don't actually believe it, it can turn worse. Like if they try and say the high beams, the same as the low beam and they don't believe it, they just start telling you all the reasons why it's not the same. And then yeah. They're then all they're thinking about is crashing, right? Yeah. So the model that she's talking about, let's go to like their current model. If they are trying to do a side aerial on the high beam and they're trying to think that this is the same as the low beam and in the end they end up thinking I could split the beam. Okay? So their circumstance is the skill a skill is something everybody believes in. They, you look at an aerial and you say that's an aerial and we can all agree it's in the code of points and it's a skill. Okay. So we have this aerial and then the thought about the aerial is I could split the beam. And we know that that's just a thought and that's not a fact because everybody has different thoughts about aerials. Some people do an aerial and they're like, oh yeah, no big deal. That's just like my warm up for my series. Right. <laughs> or, or my dismount. And some people are like, that's crazy. I'm never going to be able to do that in my entire life. So this person though, their thought is I might split the beam if I move it to the high beam. And when they think they might split the beam, I'm going to bring this in. Amy, if you think you might split the beam, how do you feel? Oh, completely nervous and unsafe. Yes. Nervous is a great one. Cause I think you hear that from your athletes a lot. You hear like, I'm just nervous. I'm just nervous. Okay. But the feeling of nervousness is coming from your thought. And then like Stacy said, that actually releases all right. You have hormonal releases and things are happening. And from those releases, you take action. Mm -hmm. Stacy, what kind of actions do you take on the beam? If you're feeling nervous? So you usually do one of two things when you're nervous, you either like chuck it and that kind of tends to come from a thought more like, I just want to get this over with mm -hmm. where you're like, I just, I don't want to feel nervous anymore. And so I'm just going to like do this as fast as I can. And you don't think about the technique. You don't set yourself up squarely. You don't, um, you know, you don't push correctly off your leg. You just go for it as fast as you can. You just want to get those feet on the beam on the other side as fast as possible that you do that or the opposite actions of just not going. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that it's always interesting to help the ath your athlete play with that emotion line mm -hmm. because they usually are going to say they feel scared or nervous, but sometimes if they feel hesitant, mm -hmm. then they're probably not going to go. If they feel unwilling, then that's going to drive not going. Mm -hmm. If they feel um, rushed, then that's going to drive like chucking it. And mm -hmm. so helping them realize like what's kind of that like next level down feeling is really helpful because it's going to drive different actions. But for me, I would feel hesitant or unwilling. And so my actions would be, I wouldn't go, I would stand up on the beam. Oh, I can't do it. I would be all drama and I wouldn't go. Yes. Well, and I, if someone was feeling rushed, yes. the odds, the result of that 
is they increase their chances significantly of actually splitting the beam. That's when they split the beam. Like that's That's actually when they split the beam. (laughs) And and you see a lot more, when you see somebody nervous, you see a lot more tension tightness. So just like the checking it, you will see them, their, their whole scale, the rhythm is off, the height is off the, so when you're saying what's the result going to be, it's a lot more likely they're going to get a negative result, like splitting the beam when they're rushing, when they're tight, when they look more like a robot, when the rhythm there's their flow is off. And that's what you usually feel from that nervous or reaction from that nervous feeling. So when you can even think about it, like when someone feels nervous, when you think about like drawing a cartoon, like it's like cowering Mm -hmm. and that's really what you see their body do. Their body kind of like hunches over, it gets really tight and compact Mm -hmm. um, instead of being open and, and, you know, like with an aerial, you want to be open and floaty. You don't want to be like a rock going through your aerial. And so. You know, can I just, I'm going to hijack for a second. Allie, yep. I love that you're going through the model with this because when we think as, as a coach, I mean, I know exactly, I love aerials on the beam. Like I'm one of those people who are like, aerials, let's do aerial layouts. How fun, you know, <laughs> uh, for a series. But, but the thing is, if I, as a coach or as a judge, I'm watching somebody on the beam for the first time doing their aerial, going from the medium or the low beam to the high beam. And you can physically, like Stacey was saying, you can physically see what their body's doing. As soon as you see their body close in, tighten up, get constricted, essentially, where everything's getting tense, that may not give them the result. And you as a coach are probably not going to get the result you want for them to feel confident on the high beam. So maybe that's where you could kind of say, Hey, hold on a sec. Let's maybe walk through this. Cause if I get up on the high beam and I am starting to feel nervous and I start feeling myself get tight as a coach, you can see it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you can see it from far away that this athlete is about to do something. That's not their normal routine, not, not their normal capability, Maybe that's where you want to pause for a sec because you really don't want them to split the beam and then not want to do that aerial going <laughs> forward. But you can pause it before because you already see the rhythm's going to be off before yeah, they yeah. even start the skill. And yeah. I even do that spotting, right? Like if a girl's standing in the corner and I'm spotting them on the double back and they look like they're going to throw up and die in the corner, it's usually not safe for me or that girl for her to do yes. it in that moment, right? You don't want to so say, just that- go, just go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let me, I loved that, uh, that point. Like, yes, like you can see it. And the, the main idea here is you really have to understand this piece and in order to understand how to believe something new, because the circumstance, let me just like go through the model really quickly. And then I'm going to let Stacy take over and talk a little bit more about like, okay, now what, right? Like a lot of times we see this model and you're like, okay, cool. I get it. But now what, but the circumstance, the thing you don't change, the thing that everyone agrees on is the actual skill itself. So in this situation, it's the aerial. The thought is what gives it meaning, right? And you are giving it meaning by saying like, I might split the beam. That is her thought in that moment. Mm -hmm. That thought is what actually creates the feeling. It's not a skill. It is the thought about the skill. Now you gave it meaning. Now you actually have a feeling. And the feeling was um, nervousness for Stacy or for Amy and hesitation for Stacy, but in the end, the actions that they actually get take out of that feeling is what's going to lead to their results. So rushing or not going is what creates the results. So what they do and what they don't do still creates the result. It's not like magic from thought, but being able to see the process of how it plays out is going to significantly help you in the process of how to get to the result that you do want. And that's going to come from believing something new. Yeah. Yeah. It takes away the mystery. 
Mm-hmm. You're, you're like, oh, I know exactly what's going on here. Instead of the like, what in the heck do I do? It really takes away the mystery to know this is what their head is going on. So what we want to move into is this idea now of creating your intentional model, the model that you want to be working out of, meaning the thought that you want to be thinking in order to on down, get the result that you want to get. And you can get this starting from any place in the model. But one of the ways that we like to do it is we call crafting a new model. So the C up top stays the same. It's your um, aerial on high beam, right? But then for those of you who are watching this via video, you can see I wrote on my little board, we're now going to flip this, the, the rest of the model. And so the result is now next. And so we're going to go, okay, the result that we want is we could just go neutral, not splitting the beam, but maybe <laughs> the actual result that we want is solid aerial on high beam. Yeah. Yeah. Or even maybe the first result is my first foot gets on the beam every time, you know, yeah, yeah. instead of a not, cause we, we've worked, you know, on affirmations and those things, we want to be able to work on things. What, what do we, what do we want to have happen? We want at least one foot to be on the beam every time. When we're doing yeah. So you decide the result that you want, and then you move down to what are the actions you're going to need to, need to take to get to that result. And we like to really make, cause the athletes are like, you do the aerial <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but like, tell me what you start with. Okay. I lift my leg. Yes. <laughs> like they look at you like you're ridiculous. I'm like, I go just humor me here. Tell me step-by-step. Step, what do you need to do? What are all the actions you need to do? Okay. I need to lift my chest. I need to square that. Um, and so we have them go through all the actions and then, okay. What is the feeling that would fuel those actions? And they are always every single time going to say confident, confidence. <laughs> And we'll talk about this later, but confident is fine, except that it's a very difficult feeling to, to create when you don't have evidence for something. The easiest way to create confidence is to actually see the evidence for it. It's possible to create confidence without the evidence, but it's difficult. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to try to get to a different feeling like, um, determined or engaged or optimistic or Amy's favorite one is certain. Um, Allie, what's your favorite one? Um, I used hopeful often, yeah. actually, especially when it was something brand new, like being certain I wasn't like ready for yet. So yeah. like hopeful, like, well, it's possible that I could do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so figuring out what feeling, so other feelings that can really drive those actions are calm, mm-hmm. centered, trusting, um, I get a lot of just focused, a lot of focused. athletes like, I just want to be focused. I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah. So those feelings, Amy, do you have any others to add? Uh, desire is one that I feel mm. often. Mm. Yeah. It's desire. a really good one. Yeah. So these are all ones that we can direct them towards. Like what about choosing from this list? Um, when I'm trying to experiment with like trying to figure out what the most important thing I can do, I use curious a lot. Um, I just, I wonder what would happen if, I wonder if I try this, if I feel solid on the beam, you know? Um, so that's my favorite one to use, but when I'm further down, like at this point, you guys are at a place in the season where 
it's about go time. So you're probably not starting a brand new skill. This is something that they're pretty close to or that they're they're working on. And so I think feeling like engaged, determined, um, hopeful, certain, those can all be really good emotions. But let's just choose, um, let's choose determined because that's the one they always choose. <laughs> <laughs> determined or like trusting or focused are the ones I get most of. Yep. Um, okay. So then you're going to now do, this is where the like choosing the new belief. Mm -hmm. So this is really hard for them to do. So I often have to help them. And one of the things that I like to talk about is this idea of like a, um, Amy, you talk about it as a thought platter. I like to, I used to always say like a, um, uh, like a, a thought boutique. Like you go into a boutique and you just try a bunch of things on until you find one that looks good on you. Like the thought platter, you have all these thoughts available to you. Let's taste them and see which one that you like. And so everybody will feel differently thinking a, a different thought. And so one thought doesn't fit all. Like we always just want to use, I've got this, but there's lots of minute thoughts. And so helping them come up with some thoughts that might make them feel determined. Now, determined is actually one of the easier ones because I'm determined to land my feet on the beam usually gets it. Like when you just think I'm determined to, then you feel determined. Yeah. Um, but what are some other like thought boutique, thought platter thoughts that you guys like to use? Um, I, I go to, I do my best ones when mm. a lot of times, um, especially when their thought they want is focused, um, cause it takes them to focus in on one part that they like really believe is helpful for them. And then yeah. they feel focused and it kind of takes away from the big picture of the skill and it just focuses them on like the one thing they know they can do. So yeah. I do my best ones when, yeah, I'm just going to. I guess, validate what, what Allie and, and Stacey are saying. And Allie, I really love that where you just, just narrow it down. Like this is one piece that I can do. Yeah. One piece that I'm going to do right now. And that's like the determined feeling. This is one piece that, that I like, this is not a problem. This is easy. Yeah. And so yeah. I love, like Ali said, just focus on one, one piece of it. I do my best win. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. And here are a few others that can be helpful that ne don't necessarily lead to determine, but some, some to look for. I trust myself too. And then whatever that thing is, mm -hmm. I am in control of, I'm in control of where I place my feet. I'm in control of where I take off from the beam. I'm in control of where my shoulders are, like the things that they can control at the beginning of the skill in order to make the end of the skill happen mm -hmm. how it should. Um, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be can be like a really good one in terms of like a lot of times they're feeling so stressed that they don't have the skill yet at this point in the season. Mm -hmm. So like coming back to this, like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Um, I'm strong enough to handle this. Um, I can handle any emotion. Uh, and then if, if, if the models that you're working on are more around com competition, because competition starting to come up, um, you know, I can compete as well as I practice. I'll always have my own back. I'm proud of myself, no matter what those thoughts can all be really good beliefs to try to work towards. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, especially, and a lot of these are ones that like right now when you're, you are choosing the belief, choose something that like you probably don't believe right now and you're going to work towards believing. So a lot of your athletes were going to, are going to be like, I do not compete as well as I practice. And you're going to be like, but like, do you want to believe that? Like if you did believe that, how would that feel? And they're like, oh, like pretty good. So like, it's okay if you're not there yet, but like, it just helps you choose like, okay, what, like, where do I want to go? Like, what do I want to believe? And then obviously then we'll take a process to get there. Um, but as you were saying those, I just wanted to put in a reminder of like, these might not be things that they believe yet. (laughs) Well, and they won't be things because if they believed it, they would already have the results. Yeah. Uh, and that's the if whole they point believe of this new thought, they would have the result. And so actually telling them like, you don't believe this new thought yet and that's okay. But if you believed it, would you? And so then you check in, if you believed this new thought, would you feel whatever the feeling is? So we were crafting the model. We were starting at the, the result and then we were going to the action and then we were going to the feeling and they were trying to find a thought that will fuel that feeling. So then you double check. Okay. Now, if you really believe that thought, I know you don't yet, and that's totally fine. But if you believe that, would you feel that way? Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. When you're crafting a new model, you don't always have to do an unbelievable or a thought they don't believe. Sometimes you can shift to another thought that they're just not focusing on, but that they do believe. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times they think I can't do this. And they think I can do this at the same time. Like sometimes I'm like, can you do your aerial on the high beam? And they're like, yeah, I I can. And so like, sometimes you can shift to a thought that they just, they just have competing thoughts around. And when they make their brain focus on the positive one, they actually are able to move into it pretty quickly. But what we're working on this month is when you don't, when you can't find the, when the new thought is one that you don't believe yet. And then we're going to teach you how to work towards it. But the first step is just to identify what that new belief is going to be. And that can be an overall belief also for the whole season or for all of your skills, or it can be something very specific just to this one model. Um, Another way to find this new thought is to do the model and start at the feeling line. So Amy, do you want to talk us through how you do that one? Uh, talk us through going through. So you're, we're creating an intentional model where you start with figuring out how do you want to feel? I and actually, what do you do? That because that's probably my favorite place to start yeah. is choosing what feeling I want first, because yes. we know that's, what's going to fuel the action to get the results. But something that I think is really interesting when you're just saying that piece is when somebody says they really, really, really want this result, right? What as a coach, just from the coach perspective, if they're not getting that result, you know, just like we're saying this month, the piece that we love to work on is the reason they're not getting that result is either one that the number, they don't really want it. They, they say it because they think they want it, or they think somebody else thinks they want it. So either number one, they don't want it or number two, they don't believe it. So those are usually the only reasons why they're not getting the results that they, that they say they really want. And, and the easiest way for me to find out if I'm really wanting something for myself or for somebody else or whatever the reason is in my head that I think I'm saying I'm wanting this is to drop into the feeling line. So when I sit with an idea that I'm saying and I sit and I see how I'm feeling about it, my results are going to show me what I feel. My words don't show me what I feel, but my results will. So if I'm saying I'm thinking this thought, I don't want to get confusing here, but if I'm saying I want to, I want to stick this aerial and I'm not even doing the aerial, 
then I don't really want to stick the aerial. Or I think I want to stick the aerial because I don't want to disappoint a coach. You know what I'm saying? If I mm-hmm. sit and I really feel what it feels like to do an aerial and I really feel what it feels like to master an aerial and I really sit and I just feel what I feel right now in this moment, it's going to change what I'm believing. Mm-hmm. It's going to naturally kind of come up with some thoughts of the reason why I'm feeling this is because I'm thinking this thought. So if we're trying to find what is the belief and where do we really want to go? I sit with my feeling. What am I really feeling right now? And that gives you a lot of the answers to fill in the rest mm-hmm. of the model. Just sitting yeah. in the space of what do I feel in this moment right now? If your athlete is not doing something, if they, I mean, I know people are like, we don't have time, but you know what? Maybe you don't not have time to have them sit and feel something for a second. And mm-hmm. see what is it that they're feeling that's fueling that result that they don't want? They're saying they don't right. want it, but they right. get it because somewhere inside of them, they do want it. You guys, the, the right. results come from what we really want. We really don't want to do a skill that we're going to split the beam on. Nobody wants to split a beam, right? <laughs> so you just really, the feeling is what's going to fuel everything. So if you can sit still with the feeling, that's where I say, well, what do I really want to feel on this skill? Like Stacy said, I really want to feel certain. I want to feel certain in this moment that I know exactly what to do to get my foot on the beam if I'm going for this aerial. And if yeah. I want to feel certain, what does certain feel like? When was the last time I felt certain? And then what thoughts did I have when I was feeling certain? I felt well, my, one of my favorites is I know exactly what to do. Well, I can feel in that thought line because I sit with certainty. Yeah. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I like to take them through the, the second half of the model as well. Like if I felt certain, what would I do? And they're like, oh, if I felt certain, then I would da, 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 da. And then, off and then I'm like, yeah. And, and then they walk me through all the things I would do. And then, so they get the result. Yeah. And I do want to say, coming back to most of the time we have competing desires. Mm-hmm. We have, we have our, we have our primary brain that's telling us we need to stay safe. Mm-hmm. And we have our prefrontal cortex, our human brain, that's telling us we want to accomplish big goals. Mm-hmm. And those two are in competition and at odds all the time. The problem is the primary brain runs the show from day to day, from moment to moment. And so that's the one that's going to show up first. And part of it too, is just reminding them, you know, and so I'll be like, do you want to do this skill? Why do you want to do this skill? Okay, well, I'll get a higher score. This is a great skill for me. Thanks for tuning in. We believe that you've got this, but we would love to help you in your athletic journey. We know you need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created a program with short, effective lessons and coaching that you can fit between practice and the rest of life. We coach parents, coaches, and athletes in the mental and emotional health tools they need to create an environment for athletes to thrive. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your success, your mind. Check us out at athletesmindsetacademy.com. Let's do this.